Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Today is Friday, March 27th. Feels like the longest month ever. And uh, to mix things up today, I'm kicking off a new segment called Fan Friday, where I'm going to be chatting with listeners of the podcast, fans of the Boston Bruins, just to get uh, their stories, see how they're doing. And uh, so we'll kick that off today with a chat I had with William Nickerson, who you can find on Twitter at SquillBill95, a great uh, supporter of the podcast and, and an all-around great guy. So it was cool to talk to him. Um, apart from that, we'll talk briefly about uh, Bruins signing yesterday. And yeah, just wish you well for your weekend ahead. But let's first allow me to introduce myself for those who are first-time listeners. My name is Ian McLaren. You can find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. You can also find the Twitter handle for the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. The podcast is available anywhere and everywhere podcasts can be found, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Casts. Apple listeners, I'd encourage you to leave a rating and a review. It will be very much appreciated. Um, yeah, let's start with a quick uh, news from the Bruins where they have reportedly signed. I uh, don't believe it's been officially announced by the team, but free agent NCAA defenseman Jack Aiken, Aachen, not really sure how to pronounce it. Um, he's a five foot eight, 184 pound defenseman kind of cut from the same mold as Tori Krug. 25 points in 33 games this season for the St. Cloud State, whatever they're called. Uh, He was also a teammate of Charlie McAvoy at the 2017 U.S. World Junior Championship team uh, that won gold. So a cool connection there. Uh, Aachen tweeted out the news himself saying, I'm very humbled and excited to join the Boston Bruins organization. It is truly a dream come true for me and my family. When the time is right, I look forward to getting started with my new teammates. More importantly, please stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive. See you soon, NHL Bruins fans. Uh, It's pretty funny because Tori Krug responded to Mark Divers' report of the signing. Uh, Divers said, Jack Ogden is a nice gift for the Bruins, underrated as a defender, excellent hands, his IQ and vision complement the rest of his skill set. NHL scout I talked to this winter called him a modern day defenseman. And Tori Krug said, Love it, modern day D man. Uh, both of them are similar, and hopefully Krug is around to kind of mentor him uh, if and when he is up on the Bruins. Some news in terms of um, NHL teams stepping up to pay their employees. The Florida Panthers have announced that they will retain and pay all their employees through this pause so um, the Bruins being upstaged by a team that regularly fails to draw big crowds has only oh actually has never been in the playoffs in the shootout era Uh, the Bruins have of course have profited from many a playoff game over that time so Jeremy Jacobs uh, just continues to fall flat and short in this situation. And it's truly an embarrassment for Bruins fans and for the team itself. 
With that said, let's jump now to my conversation with Will Nickerson. Again, you can find him at SquillBill95. And uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Do give him a follow. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. Stay safe out there, friends. Keep, uh, yeah, washing your hands, self-distancing, social distancing, self-isolating. And uh, we'll be back on Monday likely with my review of Goon 2, which I plan to watch over the weekend. If you've been a listener of this podcast for some time, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Boston Bruins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Bruins fans, just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Local fans love to support local businesses, especially during these trying times. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, welcome to a new segment on the podcast, which uh, will be called Fan Friday. And for the first one, I wanted to have uh, Will Nickerson on. He uh, has been really encouraging on Twitter pretty much since day one of the podcast. And uh, yeah, just really supportive of the podcast. I know he's a big Bees fan, so I wanted to have him on for the first one. So thanks so much for taking some time to chat today, Will. Uh, How's it going? It's going, man. I appreciate this. This has uh, been a long time coming. I'm glad to hop on. Gives me something to uh, look forward to in these crazy times going on right now. That's for yeah, sure. for sure. Uh, where uh, where exactly are you located? Uh, I'm in Valley City, North Dakota, right in the okay. middle of nowhere. <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the the social distancing situation there? How, how are things being affected by? by COVID-19 and everything that we're going through right now? Uh, it's not too crazy out here yet. I think North Dakota's only got like 40 or 50 cases. I actually feel pretty blessed to be somewhere in the Midwest. Wow, it's yeah. out already. Um, my parents are out in Washington, and it's getting wild out there. So I definitely am excited to be where I'm at. But Yeah, uh, right. It's not bad. I actually... I had a fever and I was showing some symptoms. So I'm actually out of work for a week, but I oh, work, wow. for, I work in the aerospace industry. So I'm actually deemed essential to infrastructure of the country. So once everything gets crazy enough to shut down, I actually still got to go into work once I'm feeling better, but okay, survive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's scary. It's, it's really scary time. I think like the closest te- well, the town that we're in is pretty small. We have like 120,000 people, but there's only a handful of cases now. But the next town over has, I think, like close to 70 right now. So my wife and I, we actually lived in Manitoba for a couple of years. And oh, I was yeah. thinking the other day that would be the perf- a perfect place to, to, to be right now. The town that we lived in had like a post office and the school that she went to. And that was pretty much it. So it'd be a... Uh, <laughs> pretty perfect place to be right now I think. that's about right so yeah talking about the Bruins uh tell me a bit about how how you became a Bruins fan and, and kind of how long you've you've been down with the, 
a spoke to be? Yeah. Okay. Um, so my dad's side of the family grew up out in uh, Natick, Massachusetts. So, you know, they're a huge hockey family out there already. Um, my mom and dad, when they started dating there, you know, they're going to Bruins Whalers games and all that stuff. And nice. Actually, my, uh, my grandma had the same birthday as Bobby Orr. So that's pretty wild. Um, oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. One of her uh, last, or it was her last birthday. Uh, my family sent a letter into his office and he actually sent a personalized flying goal picture to her. For oh, her wow. And she always said that was, you know, that was her favorite birthday since she was younger. And then she ended up passing away that year. So that's something oh, on that was such a class act by Bobby Orr. And, yeah, that's amazing. I, I love the Bruins. I mean, it's just amazing. I'll never forget that. And, but I, I actually never really got into it when I was younger. I guess there's pictures of me wearing Bruins stuff when I was born. I mean, I just – it was always football or baseball out here in North Dakota. We I was born in Connecticut, but we moved to North Dakota when I was in kindergarten. So I wasn't around the hockey as much. Um, but I remember it was – I think it was 2008. Um, that was really my first Bruins memory. Uh, Lucic ran Mike Van Ryan into the board. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Glass and the glass shattered. I mean, that was ever since then, man. I that was just a completely different level. I've never experienced anything like that in sports. That really got me going. I mean, when you see glass shattering from a hit, that's just. I mean, it was unreal. I still get chilled. Yeah. Hit. Yeah, peak peak Lucic was was a really really special time. It's it's kind of sad how he's fallen off, but when he was kind of rolling with the Bruins, he he was he was a force. I'll never forget that time when he ran uh ran Ryan Miller that one time and all the shenanigans that resulted of that. He was he was quite a a shit disturber for sure. Yeah, yeah, and then like. I really got into it in the 2011 cup run. I sure, mean, yeah. That's being a Vikings fan. You don't get a whole lot of excitement. Uh, <laughs> we got close in 09 and Favre blew it. And so it was nice to have a pick me up in 2011, really watching that run. And I mean, hockey playoffs are like nothing else, you know, I mean, that's yeah. definitely the cup is the hardest trophy to win in sports for sure. So I mean, it was after that. I've been diehard. That was that playoff series was like nothing else I've ever seen. That that Lucic, Krejci, Horton line was. I mean, that was they were game changing that whole series. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was cool. I get when was it? I guess it was back on the bye week. It seems like forever ago, but there was the the picture of the three of them on vacation together during the bye week. It, it's really cool to see how that group keeps in touch and and they're all still pretty tight uh that 2011 team is, is it's pretty cool to see especially that line yeah they were they were unreal and nathan horton came up so big in those playoffs time and time again uh, yeah i'll never forget that for sure oh yeah yeah it was unreal yeah that picture that brought back a lot of memories <laughs> yeah definitely it's funny that you mentioned your grandma because my, I think my grandma is partly responsible um, as she passed like quite a number of years ago now, but she, uh, my dad, I became a Bruins fan through my dad and he uh, would tell me stories of 
um, him watching Bruins games on Hockey Night in Canada with his mom because everybody up here um, really followed Bobby Orr. He's from Perry Sound, Ontario, yeah, played yeah. junior in Oshawa. And then uh, so people kind of in that area, they were about an hour from Oshawa. Um, and everybody, a lot of people in Ontario became Bruins fans, I think, because of Bobby Orr and, and my grandma. <laughs> she was no exception to that. So that's, I th- that's pretty much accounts for why I'm a Bruins fan, despite being born in Toronto, which is, is pretty rare. Yeah, yeah. those Toronto uh, Bruins series got to get pretty wild up there for you. They do, yeah. Actually, I guess last year, game six of that series was played on Easter Sunday, and we gathered with uh, my wife's family, who are majority of them are Leafs fans, um, and the Bruins were down 3-2 going into that game, and I was, uh, yeah, just kind of crap on my pants all afternoon kind of hoping they didn't lose and everybody would feed it to me and then when they did win trying to bite my tongue and not really get people too upset on easter sunday but yeah it gets pretty crazy up here and it looked like this year at least we weren't on track to play them which which would which would have been a nice break anyways but you mentioned that lucic uh hit was are there any other memories or um, things that stand out from kind of your early days becoming a Bruins fan that, that you remember or players that you really took to? Yeah. Uh, well, Lucic has been my all-time favorite. Um, it was it was hard seeing him traded, but I'm sure glad we're not paying him what he's been getting paid the last couple of years. I mean, it's, yeah. he's kind of off there, so. Yeah, I was actually surprised they actually ended up doing it. It was definitely the smart a smart move at the time uh, and I was I was kind of surprised that they they did end up doing that but they kind of uh, canceled it out by signing Bacchus with that free yeah. money but, but still it was a it was a good decision at the time for sure yeah and that that 2013 uh, that game seven comeback that I mean that's still unlike anything in one sports game that I've ever seen and it was it was actually uh, it was May thirteenth, so it was four days before my birthday, and okay, now cool. just an unreal birthday present. Jack's call at the end when they won that in overtime like gives me chills to this day still. Yeah, yeah, that was insane. It is it's it's good that that game was on Ness and other and not like a national to get oh, that yeah. call. For, I know a lot of people hate on Jack, but I find him I find him pretty entertaining, and and his calls are are pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty spot on usually. So it was cool to have him on that big moment. Yeah, and I, I guess uh, for more modern players, uh, so it's all Wild fans here in North Dakota since that's kind of the closest team. I mean, some Blackhawks fans trickled in, but so when we traded for Coyle, uh, it was a big deal. A lot of the Wild fans are upset. Actually, I was kind of upset Donato went that way. I thought he was starting to look mm-hmm. good. That didn't yep. really turn into anything yet but but uh i really like watching him play and being able to i've actually got a coil jersey i like being able to go into oh, very cool rub it into their faces and you know <laughs> he's been playing a lot better and just being a hometown kid it's easy to root for him now so i really yeah. like play yeah he was amazing before the pot i think 
well, it was like at least five games that he was the forward with the most ice time among all Bruins. And he was getting like a few minutes on the power play, a few minutes shorthanded every night. Like he really seems to have uh, developed uh, trust from Bruce Cassidy. And it, it kind of makes me wonder if, if Krejci might, he's got one year left on his contract. I don't know if they'll try to maybe flip that and, and put coil as the, he seems like he's destined to be the number two center uh, at some point soon. So I don't know if, uh, what they'll do with Krejci and Coyle there, but to have him as a third line center is is quite a luxury for the Bruins for sure. Yeah, that center depth is really handy. But yeah, it was one exactly. of the reasons I think they they had a really good chance this year, but hopefully they can they can get back on the ice. Yeah, I'm hoping they get at least playoffs. Man, after that that two line brawls game against the Lightning, I was yeah. so looking forward to Bruins Lightning round two. Do you get down to, to Minnesota to see them when they when they come that way? Yeah, every every year when they come down, I go. Very cool. That's actually do, a, uh, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, two years ago, I think they were in uh, when they came to Minnesota. We got tickets uh, right behind the net that they ended up scoring the overtime winner on. Oh, very like, cool! Awesome Krug bounce pass off the boards to Marshy, and he like. Uh, deked out the goalie and scored i mean it, we had perfect seats for it it's Very it's actually cool. a really nice stadium i love going there how do uh wild fans treat you wearing your your boston jersey in there uh after that one we actually uh i think it was my dad had to run to the bathroom quick so we actually had to stand around waiting as the game was over and everyone <laughs> was walking past even and there was some comments said as they were walking by us standing there but it wasn't too bad. Um, and then this this year I went, and it was a blowout. I mean, absolutely destroyed them this year. But we were sitting up in club, um, which was awesome. Didn't have to wait in lines for anything. That was, I'll, I'll never sit anywhere else but club again. But oh, yeah. um, the uh, Wild fans in front of us, actually, I took the girlfriend with, and it was her first hockey game. And they actually told us that since it was her first hockey game, we could go down to a certain section and uh, get our picture and get a puck and get a certificate saying your first wild game. So they actually, oh, hey, that's cool. Nice. It was nice of them to tell us that because I had no idea. So, Oh yeah. Even as Bruins fans, they still took you through that first time at a wild game process. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Apart from uh, Charlie Coyle, was there anything from this season that stood out to you about the Bruins or um, something that like a memory that you'll, have from from the regular season if if that's all we get this year uh the Pasternak marshy connection's been unreal this year uh a couple games in a row they had some of those crazy sequences so that was i mean i'll always remember that uh i was hoping pasta could get to 50 which yeah I don't, gonna happen i would assume there's no regular season if we do get playoffs this year um yeah i don't i don't think we'll get regular season games in at this point but um i guess the bright side is that he'll get a share of the richard trophy i guess right. him and him and ovechkin are tied at 48 so that's an award that the bruins will get at least which is pretty cool yeah yeah and actually uh not Bruins related, but one of the downsides to a shortened season at one of my good buddies is a huge Capitals fan. So I watch Ovechkin a lot and I've actually kind of been rooting for him to reach that Gretzky goal record and with a short, right, yeah. 
lessening the chance of him hitting that. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, let's see. Oh, uh, so that Jeremy Swayman, that goalie that the Bruins signed. Oh yeah. Um. So one of my best friends, his sister works with Jeremy's dad in Alaska, and um, they've been stoked about him. I get updates on him all the time. I've been really watching him closely because that, and I think the Bruins they got a good goalie there. I I think he's going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about that a lot this week with the the story about Tugarask saying it's a possibility that he could retire after 2020 2021. Right. And uh obviously that would suck, but I really when you look at what the Bruins have in the pipeline for goalies, it's actually really encouraging like Swayman, Hobie Baker finalist, and then you have Dan I can I don't know if it's later or Vladder, but uh, he was killing it in Providence this year, and then Kyle Kieser as well, who's who was really great in the OHL. So between those three, um, if like one of them can step up and and take the take the starting role, I think the Bruins should be in pretty good hands when it comes to goaltending for for quite a while. Yeah, I I was looking up some stuff, and it, he turned back one thousand ninety nine. Of 1,170 shots this season. I don't know if that means his defense is really bad (laughs) or or what, but, I mean, that's unreal. Uh, I think that was a national record. I mean, that's just an unreal season. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about him for sure. Yeah, so that should be pretty sweet. It makes me wonder if uh, if Halak won't be – I'm guessing at this point that Halak won't be resigned because the cap might go down. So I, it makes me wonder if they'll bring up a kid to be a backup to Tuca next year and then kind of begin that transition process. I, I don't know what what's going to happen there, but I'd be surprised if Halak is, is back just because they'll be in high demand. And if the cap goes down, the Bruins have some other guys that will probably be a higher priority than him, I would imagine, at this point. Yeah, and I, I could see him taking like a, a Rask learning behind Thomas kind of approach. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, to kick it to another year, what, uh, what are you doing these days to keep busy? Are there some shows that you're watching or, or what are you doing to kind of get through this quarantine stage of things? Uh, yeah. Uh, so Ozark, the new season came out today, actually. Um, so the girlfriend's never seen it, so we restarted from episode one, and we've been watching up. We got a little ways to go, but at least that'll drag out the excitement for season three a little bit longer. But, yeah, very nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll probably I don't know if I'll I'll probably get to it start it maybe tomorrow. I think we have some other stuff to watch tonight, but I'm very excited about that for sure. Yeah, that's gonna be. I'm ready for it, and then. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Grey's Anatomy fan, so there's anytime there's a new episode on a Thursday, that keeps me going. Something to look forward nice, to. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I guess there's no uh, shortage of, of shows to watch for sure. No, and I I keep hearing about Tiger King everywhere, so I guess I'm gonna have oh, to gosh. get in on that. Yeah, you definitely have to watch that. We we burned through that. Well, not we can't watch during the day because our kids are up but uh once they're in bed we usually watch stuff for like an hour hour and a half and we so i think it took us three nights to get through it but 
it was definitely uh definitely well worth the time it was it's very entertaining there was actually a podcast about it last year i think that i had listened to but um it makes it a lot more uh you know it just comes alive more on screen obviously where you can see all the the footage of it and get some more in-depth story it's it's really insane and uh pretty much everybody's talking about it right now so it's definitely worth watching yeah everywhere yeah for sure yeah besides that i'll probably binge the harry potter or lord of the rings movies one of these days and nice nice yeah those are always good nothing yeah it's been a while since it's since i watched the lord of the rings i'll probably get i've only watched the hobbit movies once so maybe i know those aren't on the same level but Oh, they're still- those are worth checking. Yeah, I like them. I did like them. It probably could have been two movies, I think, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it was still it was still entertaining. Cool, man. Well, thanks so much for taking some time to chat today. It's a, a okay. great start to the to the Fan Friday. It's been a long time coming, like you said, and uh, yeah, take care of yourself down there, getting through the quarantine, and when you do have to go back to work, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much longer it's going to last, but it doesn't seem uh, like it's going to s- slow down anytime soon over here. So yeah, just take care of yourself and and uh, thanks again for all the support for the for the podcast uh, on Twitter and stuff. And uh, I really appreciate all your kind words so far about it and and for being a <laughs> a loyal listener. It really means a lot for sure. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, just keep up the work. These podcasts keep me going. So. Sweet. Well, yeah, have a good weekend. Enjoy Ozark when you get to it. And uh, and I'll uh, talk to you soon on, on Twitter, I'm sure, for sure. Yeah, sounds good, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye.